we're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen part of work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Who should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hi, I'm John Rampton here with another episode of Marketing Nerds. Today we are joined with Frederick Valles from Optimizer. How's it going, Fred? I'm doing well. Excellent. How are you, John? Doing, doing very well. Thanks Good. for uh, being on here. Uh, now, Fred, you're, you worked at Google for how many years? I was there for 10 years. I joined when I was about 400 people in 2002. And then when I grew 100-fold and it was 40,000 in 2012, I had left and started doing my own stuff. Wow, that's uh, that's incredible. I'm sure you have lots of stories to tell. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, maybe we can get into a couple of those today. Uh, today, I specifically want to talk about AdWords. You are a scripting expert. Uh, I mean, obviously an AdWords expert. You spoke for them. You worked for, on that team. Um, but how do I become more efficient in AdWords? I mean, what can I do? I manage a lot of AdWords accounts, but how can I manage them better? Yeah, and, and that's a great question. So when I left Google in 2012, I didn't actually think I was going to build a tool company or really be all that involved in AdWords, but it turned out that a few friends asked me, hey, can you help me manage some accounts? And so I started getting into that. And I quickly figured out that managing AdWords is kind of painful and there's a lot of repetitive uh, tasks and tedious things that you have to do to do it well. And in fact, people often ask me, what is the one secret to do to being like to winning at AdWords? And it turns out I think there is no one secret. It's just a lot of hard work and it's a lot of process that you just have to keep doing on accounts. And so as I started getting into it, I, I was starting to realize that I was never going to be able to provide a good level of service to all of the people who were asking for my help. Um, but I, I went to lunch at Google with one of the PMs and he said, well, we, we just launched this new thing. It's called AdWords Scripts. And unfortunately, nobody's using it. Nobody knows about it. So, um, you know, why don't you take a look and let me know what you think? And so I go home later that day and I look at it and it's like, whoa, all of a sudden, like they've given me a scripting language that's easy to understand, easy to implement. And that's going to allow me to automate like half of the things that I know I need to be doing to make an account successful. So, so what year was this? This was in 2012, I believe, late 2012, okay. like around September. So the thing has been around for about a year and a half. And it's interesting, too, because uh, when it comes to automation in AdWords, a lot of people may be using automated rules. And so automated rules are actually built on top of the same technology that's AdWords scripts. It's just an automated rule is something that Google has predefined for you and given you a nice interface to set it up. Yeah. But with that interface also comes the fact that it's less flexible, right? You can't tweak it to do exactly what you want it to do. So what they did is they took scripts and they said, well, here, here's all the JavaScript. You guys go and build whatever you want to do. Um, and, but yet at the same time, they handle a lot of the heavy lifting and they give you objects such as, you know, I can say, give me the top 100 keywords in the account and then I can do operations very easily yeah. with those keywords that come back. Excellent. Um, so now the Google just had shopping campaigns. They're new. Uh, they obviously switched from Merchant Center to PLAs and now they're shopping ads. Basically the same thing, but they're switching the way they would, you know, it works with yeah. AdWords. What, um, what, what do you recommend to stay on the top of the game of the shopping ads? Yeah. And so a funny story about shopping ads is that I mean, I obviously knew these existed, but I didn't want to touch them with a 10-foot pole because I was on the team that was involved in building these, and, uh, and, and so I was not personally involved in it, but I saw my colleagues, 
And I just, I could tell the frustration on their faces whenever they had to deal with a large account. I mean, the setup was just a nightmare, right? Oh, yeah. And it's I a think. Big headache. Exactly. And so I think when they relaunched it as shopping campaigns instead of PLAs, they fixed a lot of those setup issues and they made it more easy for someone to come in and, you know, spend, spend an hour and get it up and running. But then they, uh, I don't think they did a very good job with what happens after the setup. So when it comes to bid management or really structuring things correctly, Things are very, very clunky, and the interface is very, very slow. Um, and, so, and so I'm not sure, you know, why that happened, why why it's in such a kind of a dire state. Yeah. Um, but I certainly have some thoughts on how to optimize it. Now, as far as keeping up on this kind of stuff, I, I went to a conference last year. It was called HeroConf. Yep. And um, I went into a session, and I was really hoping one of the experts was going to be able to tell me, this is how you manage shopping campaigns very efficiently. And uh, so I, I literally asked that question. How do you make it efficient? How do you manage bids for 50,000 items? And they're like, well, you know, that's uh, <laughs> kind of a tough process. And so I walked out of that session and I said, listen, if nobody here has an answer to that, uh, let me just go and build the tool. So we have Optimizer. Uh, we didn't have anything for shopping campaigns, but we said, listen, there's got to be a better way to do this. So, um, I mean, something as simple as looking at bids and filtering on all the items that have a good ROAS or a low ROAS yeah. and being able to update those bids. While if, if Google had done this reasonably, then they would have applied the same model they applied to keywords and said, you can filter your keywords based on some criteria yeah. and do the same thing for product groups, but you can't. Yep. And so now you have to expand every single ad group, every single product group within that. And so just that process alone will take you hours. And then you still have to manually scan through it to figure out what meets your criteria and then manually make bid changes on it. And that's where we, I mean, we can now do in five minutes what takes five hours if you had to do it manually. Yeah, seriously. Um, so how do you, you know, you talk a little bit about, you know, automating a few things. Uh, how can I start to automate that? I mean, you talked about filtering AdWords, uh, you know, filtering keywords. What are other tips and tricks I can do to optimize and really help my shopping campaign out? Yeah, so I, I mean, I think a lot of people don't structure it correctly. Uh, they set up a very lightweight structure because it is such a challenge to manage it after you've set it up. Yeah. Um, and so my recommendation is that you have separate campaigns for every product line. You have separate ad, ad groups for the different divisions under that. So basically mimic whatever structure you have on your website for your products. Try to mimic that in campaigns and ad so groups. So you know, every category is a separate campaign and so on and so forth. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, it might be the, the first campaign is like a category and then the second level of categorization for the product could become your ad groups and then maybe below that you have brands. And so you, but you split it something that's reasonable. Um, and then and the reason to split it into campaigns and ad groups, by the way, is that campaigns and ad groups all have different bid modifiers that you can set and you can set negative keywords. So, so even though there's no keyword targeting in shopping campaigns, you yep. can actually have negative keywords. Okay. If you put everything into a single campaign, a single ad group, it doesn't give you a lot of flexibility in terms of down the line figuring out, okay, maybe there's a regional difference. I yep. mean, say that you sell camping gear. There's probably seasonality differences between warm places like California and, you know, Boston, where it gets really, really cold in, in winter. Um, and so you might want to run your camping gear at full bids the whole year in California. Yeah. Uh, but but not in Boston, right? If you put all your products, including the all, all year products in that same campaign, now you can't do that level of geographic bid modification. So, it, um, you know, in the beginning, you might not see any issue with the way you've set it up. But down the line, you're really going to shortchange what you can do yeah good great point um 
Now, kind of going along PLAs, I, I really like this because this is a hot topic right now. What do you see people doing incorrectly? Yeah, so again, I think it's just people set up very lightweight structures and they, they often mimic what they have in PLAs. They mimic that in shopping campaigns. Um, you know, I, I think just taking a step back and saying what's the right way to do it as opposed to what's the way that I've done it in the past is, is probably yeah. a better approach. So what you're saying is don't be lazy. Google transfers it all over because they don't want to lose out on that revenue potential. But don't take that approach. Take a very proactive, like, I'm working at this. I'm separating them out into different ad groups, stuff exactly. like that. And then the other mistake that I see a lot of people make in the beginning with shopping campaigns and PLAs is that they misunderstand the, the structure of it. Um, so, so first of all, in shopping campaigns, it's inclusive. Every single product in your feed is by default included in the targeting. Whereas in a keyword, you must add a keyword for it to be targeted. So if don't add, for example, a specific brand as a product group, yeah. just because you want that to be targeted, it's just giving you yourself a division and something you can bid on, yeah. but it's not actually now starting to target that brand. It's already done by default. The other thing I see people do wrong is say that you have um, a clothing line. You might say, I'm going to group products based on the brand and based on the size of the product. And then you might set different bids for that. And you think, okay, so that means I'm bidding on, on one side for sizes and on one side for colors. But in fact, you're double bidding because a yellow t-shirt that's large is both in the category of yellow and both in the category of uh, large t-shirts. And so you're actually covering it twice. So now you have two bids competing and you kind of, you don't know which bid Google is going to use because it's not just a bid that's in play, but it's also the quality score and the yeah. relevance. Um, and so now you, you set up a structure that actually is very difficult to manage, even though you might have thought it was a reasonable thing to do. Excellent. Thank you. Okay, uh, next question. Uh, Google recently, as you've seen, put out a white paper on quality score and variance. Um, th yet there is, isn't an account level quality score. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? And your thoughts about that? Yeah, so Halvarian, the chief economist, uh, put out that white paper there. And it's uh, a little controversial because it says there is no account level quality score. Yep. And uh, so I was on the quality score team for, for quite a while. And um, I kind of disagree with Hal. And, and so I think technically he's correct. Um, there is So you can't call your Google rep and say, hey, Google rep, what is my account level quality score? There's no such number in the system. So in that respect, yeah. he, he is right. But, but I do think, you know, Google is always learning from the CTR and the relevance of its ads, what's happening. Agreed. If you put a, a new keyword into the system, it has to make some guesses based on historical data about your performance. And that's where the notion, I think, of an account level quality score does come in handy because Google needs to know, are you typically better or worse than the average advertiser? And that helps them set a base level quality score for a new keyword that they don't know anything about for your account yet. Um, and so, so in that regard, again, I, I think it's sort of semantics. Yes, there is no account level quality score, but should you look at how your account is trending and should you look at maybe an impression weighted quality score average, mm -hmm. which is a, a kind of a good substitute for an account level quality score, uh, I very much believe that that's something important that you should look at. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure they have a, an account level paying score. I mean, do you pay your bills on time <laughs> or, you know, or is it constantly reminding you credit card expiring? Or, yeah, exactly. I mean, there has to be some metric in there that pays attention. And obviously, I mean, my thoughts on it are, I mean, why wouldn't there be an account level quality score? I mean, you can't just enter a keyword and bam, it has it. It has to take account history Exactly. And in, in, into fact. And so, and so that's where the whole thing is really an artificial intel intelligence learning system. 
and it it has to look at correlations and things that have happened in the past and then make some judgments based on that and so again it's you know when people talk about quality score it's not like anyone at google can go in and really dissect why a certain keyword has a certain quality score there's a lot of complexity behind that and i like i usually compare it to brain surgery uh, so a neurosurgeon <laughs> tends to know kind of what the different sections of the brain do, but he can't say, okay, this neuron and that neuron, and if we cut here and do that, yeah. they don't know exactly what's going to happen. They kind of know what, what might happen, and it's the same in quality score. There's sort of this really complex system that has learned from its own data, um, and so you can kind of predict what's going to happen, but not exactly. Yeah. All right, okay, final question. Uh, I have a couple minutes left. Uh, you do a lot of scripts. Uh, you run scripts on things. I, I personally love scripts. They're the best thing in the world. Uh, where do I find scripts? Yeah, so uh, obviously my own company, optimizer.com, and that's a funny spelling. So it's uh, O-P-T-M-Y-Z-R.com. We have some scripts, and we just introduced enhanced scripts. Uh, one thing that I'm finding, so I did a pre-session here at PubCon teaching people how to do automation. Uh, scripting, even basic JavaScript, is still somewhat complicated to a lot of marketers. So we figured out, let's make a way to put all the diff the, uh, the settings in a nice UI hosted on our website. And then let's give you a generic piece of code you can put into your account. And all of the heavy lifting is done uh, on our side. So that's enhanced scripts, and we just introduced that this week. The, uh, the other places I love to go is uh, freeadwordscripts.com. And that's a friend, Russ no, Savage. Nice. That's just freeadwordscripts.com. Yeah, so that's a great resource. And the nice thing with all these scripts is that you can take what you find on some of these sites, whether it be Optimizer, Free AdWords Scripts, or Google's own developer website. You can take these and you can very easily tweak them. So, uh, you know, if you have a script that's looking for the top 100 keywords by spend and doing something with those, well, it's literally a one-word change to make that script do the same thing, but for ad groups or campaigns. So, so again, that's where I think the power of scripts is that you get automation, but you also get to customize it to do exactly what you know needs to happen to make your business a success. And that's the first time, really, that we've had that level of power. Um, stuff like the API, which has been available for a long time, is just too complicated for marketers to handle. Um, and then if you look at hosted tools, uh, your Equizios, Marins, WordStreams, Optimizers, they, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of a cookie cutter approach, right? So they give you a solution that's generically going to work well, but it's really hard to customize it. And that's where scripts really shine. Now, uh, I'm, if I'm new to this script world, how hard is it to get started? How hard is it to set up my first script? and get going yeah so it's uh, it's really easy i mean i would go to these sites that i mentioned pick out a script that does something you like uh, copy and paste and that's it if you can copy and paste and and maybe change one or two words in the script so that the email goes to you as opposed to you know the, the default email in the in the script that's really all you need to know and then once you get more comfortable and you kind of see the power of these scripts you can start to learn a bit of javascript the other thing by the way is this is javascript so there's thousands of developers who do this who know how to write javascript they don't necessarily know adwords right but that's your skill you know adwords so you can go to these developers and say okay make it make take this script that already does this and that and then tweak it a little bit so it does uh you know maybe the bid change is a little bit different maybe the keywords it looks for is a little bit different yeah. and, and it's not that challenging oh well thank you very much fred great information on adwords uh thank you for joining us today on uh, this edition of marketing nerds uh we'll see you next time this Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.